Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This is John from Into the Void, a Black Sabbath podcast. You're listening to Jay Scott and The Hook Rocks. Everybody to the Hook Rocks. I'm your host, Jay Scott. Thanks for tuning in once again. We are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, a great network of music-related podcasts such as myself, the Hook Rocks, as well as Vinny Apice, Carmen Apice on the Hanging and Banging Podcast, Mistress Carrie out in Boston, as well as many others. Look them up on PantheonPodcast.com and follow them on Twitter at Pantheon Pods. And also follow the Hook Rocks on Twitter at The Hook Rocks, and also follow us wherever you podcast on every platform. And please set your app to automatic download so you get all the latest and greatest Hook Rocks episodes. We've got a great episode for you today. One of my favorite bands, geez, for for many years. The year was 1988. I had a paper route, and the station in Chicago, WVVX, played this band nonstop. Fell in love with the song Electric Gypsy. Took my money from my paper route. Rode my bike up to Big Apple Records, and I've been a fan ever since their debut album came out. A lot of bands from that era like to talk about a resurgence. A lot of bands from that era like to talk about the quality of music that they put out current day. But few bands deliver. And 
My guest is part of a band that continues to deliver with the last albums, The Missing Piece, The Devil You Know, and now the new album that's coming out November 12th. I'd like to welcome in Phil Lewis from LA Guns. What's going on, Phil? How are you? I'm all right, Shay. Thank you very much. That was uh, quite a, a heroic intro you just gave me there. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, well, it's so, all yeah, true. You, you did your paper round and you got, yeah, see, and, and, uh, yeah, it's a lot like me when I was like growing up in London, you know, listening to Hendrix and Humble Pie. And I was, I, I had this exactly the same addiction. Uh, it's great. You know, do kids have it nowadays? I don't know. Uh, but, um, <clears throat> we'll get to that, I guess. But anyway, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, yes, we do have a new record coming, dropping in a few days. Very excited. Happy to talk about it. And, uh, it's quite a network you've got going there. So uh, hello, everyone. Well, thanks for doing this. Like I, like I said before, the new album is Checkered Past. It's out November 12th. Um, I have to tell you, in, in listening to this, I felt w, Devil You Know was a great album. The Missing Piece was was fantastic. This album, and I'm not just blowing smoke, this album absolutely blows those two away. Um, yeah, well, you know, we had a, an opportunity to to listen to uh, the the two the the prior before uh, this one, uh, the missing piece and the devil, you know, and and yeah, there were there were certain things about it that, um, in hindsight, uh, we 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 thought, well, yeah, maybe we could have done that better. Maybe we, you know, this one, uh, third time, absolutely a charm, and 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 very different uh, from. Um, the uh the previous two and uh, certainly for me anyway my vocals were done remotely in my house in vegas um and uh, as opposed to the old days where i'd fly out to new york and i'd have about two or three days in the studio um <clears throat> to do an entire album's worth of vocals no pressure um so yeah this was a lot better uh, for me vocally and i and i and i really um it was really great having the opportunity not to be rushed and, and not to be on the clock and not, um, to be under any pressure at all. Uh, and, and, and really get it right this time. And, and, uh, the songs, the songs are all there. And, and, you know, uh, credit to Tracy, you know, he, we needed to come up with an album's worth of songs and he came up with the music in about a month. And, um, the ball was in our court at that point. So yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting project. It was good to have something, uh, to do during the pandemic. You know, it would, it would sitting around and under with the lockdown and, um, all the restrictions that that was no fun at all. So it was really good to ha have that record to immerse myself into and, and, and to take me away from all of that. And yeah, so yeah, I think, I think it is a, a, a definite improvement, uh, on the last two. What I like about this album is more so than, than any other LA Guns album that I've heard is it's so layered with a lot of stuff, a lot of different, you know, texture, a lot of different tones, the way you guys approach the songs, the arrangements. I think of the song Let You Down, which was the first single you guys released, I believe it was what, late last year, I want to say. I mean, yeah. Early this yeah. Year. But that was, the, that was the first one off of this record. That yeah. was the first one we recorded under the circumstances I was just explaining. I, and we were so happy the way it turned out that we just couldn't get it out fast enough. But we hadn't had any, we didn't have anything else recorded. 
um, at all at that point, but uh, it didn't stop our boyish enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think that song in 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 hearing that to me, it's if it's the best, if not one of the best songs you guys have ever recorded. Thank you. Uh, it's a challenge, isn't it? It's a challenge for the listener. It is. Um, I, you know, and, and, uh, you know, music uh, nowadays is, is you just bombard the listener. There, there, there is, they, they don't have to do nothing. Everything's done for them. Um, it's, it's, it's polished. It's glossy. Uh, it, it's, it's in their face, on their lap, uh, on their phone. This let you down was like, wait, wait, no, no. You come to us and, and that guitar intro, that extended guitar intro, that is, you know, people are in a hurry. You know, that is, that's not something you'll listen to, uh, on a crowded street in Manhattan. Um, but maybe, maybe you would because it absolutely slows time down and, uh, it, it, it creates, it creates a, 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 a an environment, a, uh, a zone, a twilight zone, if you will. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, 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 it's ethereal. It, it, it's an out of body thing. Uh, you listen to the song, you're immersed in it. And you're yeah, really, really happy with the way that turned out. Yeah. When I first heard it, it was, it's, it's such a tone for what's to come. And it was definitely out of, in my opinion, out of your, your, your comfort zone, right? As a band. Because oh, I've, yeah, never, yeah. I've never heard anything like that from you guys before. And no, it was refreshing. I mean, I think, you know, to be fair, I mean, debatably, I think it's quite Bowie-ish. I think it's something that, that, that David Bowie might have done. Uh, you know, maybe he would have had a lot more synthesizer and, and, and not like the, uh, he'd probably consider our drums to be corny. But, you know, the actual vibe of it, for me, is very Bowie-ish. And of course... Uh, that that we've never done anything like that in LA Guns, so uh, that's that's an interesting observation. I'll take that. The album takes off with Cannonball, goes into Bad Luck Charm, and Living Right Now. Three songs that really get you going in yeah. terms of being the listener and absorbing the music, and then you come out with another different style with Get Along, which really is Zeppelin esque type of style with with uh you know kind of like a physical graffiti you know leads up in three type of style of, exactly. of a song yeah exactly jay you nailed it um that was the first time i heard it too um it made me think of uh, uh led zeppelin three um it made me you know like it was very it's a it's a it's a folk hybrid uh you're just you know wondering where sandy denny's gonna come in and, and start singing the chorus and you know battle of evermore it's just got that that um, folky vibe and, and, you know, Tracy is, is the biggest, uh, Jimmy Page fan in the world. He's, he's, he's the bigger than all the other fans combined. <laughs> um, he just loves Jimmy Page and, and, um, it was a, a, an influence, obviously a, a Jimmy Page influence, uh, that he doesn't even think about, you know, it, it just, it just comes out, it flows out of him like that. Uh, and it, and it's great because, I'm always uh, trying to get him to play more acoustic guitar because he's really good at it. And, it, but you know, he's, he's just, you know, the electric, electric rocker dude till the day he dies. And, you know, acoustic guitars aren't his thing at all. But, um, yeah, I think he really nailed it on that one. And, and, and it's a simple vibe and it's, it's a, it's a good song. And, 
uh, yeah, you're right about the opening um, sequence of the record, Cannonball, Bad Luck Charm, which is, I think, personally my favourite. It's just funny. It's just, I find myself singing it, you know, while I'm riding my bike, you know, I find myself singing that, that, that jaunty chorus. Um, and then, and then living right now, for me, when I first heard that, it was like, it took me back to, to like seventies punk rock, you know, like generation X, uh, you know, like that early, like pistols and stuff, you know, the clash. Um, it, it was just so. Ah, it was just, 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 it just rocked. It just has this, it was just, you know, like primitive and, and driving. And, and uh, I was really inspired by that. So those, yeah, it's a great, great way to open a record. Uh, and then, um, going into get along, which is, it's like hitting the brakes, isn't it? It's just like after living right now. Um, it's so so you know you can if you if you think of it as being an album like an lp and that would be like the first chapter and then get along is kind of like going into the next phase you know we were all dealing with the same stuff over the last year and a half two years um creatively it can be a challenge you know when faced with all the stuff or it can also be uh you know tapping into a wave of of emotion and inspiration to be creative when you sat down and wrote the lyrics for these songs you know the fact that you mentioned that you didn't have a lot of pressure and you were able to kind of work at a at a different pace how did that how did that affect you lyrically in creating lyrics for these for these songs i i work very closely with mitch davis uh, i have since the reunion um he 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 records my vocals uh when i go to new york and he's he's superb uh, songwriter, lyricist, uh, producer, producer. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, I just, um, it's difficult to have ideas, you know, because it's, it's, it's one thing to, you know, if you're a young, aggressive, tear away punk rocker, you've got tons to, to complain about and, and shout about. But I got my, my life's pretty good, man. It's just like I could write about going down to Trader Joe's and then maybe the DNV later. And so I need Mitch for his, um, he, he just, he, when we write, it isn't about us. It's not about anyone we know. These are just like little stories, um, vignettes, you know, like little, little twilight zones of, 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 of music. Uh, and, and yeah, we'll try not to make it, introspective or with you know we don't put any 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 personal messages in there at all They're, these are just good fun rock songs well you know faced with the situation with you know the former member the former drummer that you guys had you know and while you know recording this process did, did that add any extra incentive to release something as as you know as great as this album no, it didn't make any difference at all. We were going to release this album and it was going to be, uh, exactly as it is without any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's a nasty bit of business that we've taken care of. Um, and, and it, it was something that needed to be done. And, and just like everything else with this band, you know, when it comes to music, uh, we don't fuck around, you know, we, we do this seriously and, and it was an encroachment. Uh, and it, it was, it was, 
it was impossible to 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 do anything amicably like gentlemen so we had to um go the legal route and 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 drop lots of bombs from a great height uh, but we got it sorted out so there's no more confusion and that's about as much as i want to say about it yeah no it, it um i'm just happy because as a fan of you guys this album feels like a celebration of la guns when you look back and you look back at your previous albums, the last two, which really kind of began this this upswing. And you go back to where you guys were in the beginning. You know, as we move along with this record to, you know, Better Than You and Knock Me Down, which is another yeah. great tune. It, feels, it just feels like, let's celebrate LA Guns. Let's be happy that, you know, we're hearing this great new music. I should hope so. You know, um, me and Tracy, we're, you know, children of the 70s and, you know, bands that we grew up with would put out a record every uh, every 18 months, every couple of years. And, and it just uh, that's what bands did. And, and that's what we do. And, and of course, we know we're not going to sell millions of copies and not going to be anything like our cocked and loaded Hollywood vampires, Daves. But that's not really the point. It's it's. Uh, because we enjoy the music and, and, and it seems <laughs> I've been doing interviews. Now this is my third week of in, I've been doing four a day. Uh, and, and they're all good. Everyone's like absolutely, uh, raving and delighted about this record. So, um, you know, money can't buy that. You know, no one's paying you to do this. This is, um, something that you're, you're genuinely interested in. And, and, uh, that's a good feeling. You know, you mentioned in the beginning of the conversation about do young people listen and absorb music the same way we did when we were, you know, growing up? Did we, did they look forward to music um, like we did? Mm. And I, and I, you know, live under the same roof as my 16 year old son. Um, and we're going out on New Year's Eve to see you guys perform at the Whiskey Go-Go. Cool. And we were both ecstatic. He's never been to the whiskey. I was at the whiskey years ago, but you know, for him to experience that and to experience <laughs> yeah. LA guns is a big trip for me. And, and he's really excited about it. Well, it's a traditional gig for us. Uh, I've, I've done it like half a dozen times now, obviously um, couldn't do it last year because there was nothing happening, but yeah, it'll be really, really good to get back. And uh, yeah, you know, that we are just like a, a remnant of of that scene uh and and still relevant and it and is you're not going up there to see some some old boys uh mailing it in on 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 nostalgia night you know it, it it it's it's solid it's it's every bit as potent as it was uh in in 88 it is now so uh yeah good he'll, he'll enjoy that uh, the the thing you were saying about absorbing music um you see, when I went, when I was, when I was your son's age and, and I spent the money, uh, that I got, I, I raised or, or somehow, uh, finagled, uh, and bought an LP, I, I'd get it home and I'd put it on the turntable. And, and, you know, if it didn't have lyrics, I probably wouldn't buy the LP because it was such an important thing for me to do to sit down, read the lyrics while the track was playing and follow the melody. And, 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 and figure out the words and, and the arrangement. And I love that. And, and it was, it was more than the music. It was, it was like just being immersed into, into your favorite band, uh, it being on the same frequency and uh, just 
there isn't that now, you know, it, it uh, I'm sure there are some people that, 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 that'll do it. And, you know, maybe your son, when he gets our, our record, when he gets our CD and he might, he might be, um, drawn to something like that, but I, I, it was an addiction for me. When he was 10 or 11 for Christmas, I got him a stereo in a, like about a half dozen CDs because I wanted him to have a physical relationship with music. Mm. not just point click and download yeah and right sure because yeah. i think that changes the way you listen it changes the way you absorb it when you have a when you actually you can touch it with your hands and you can yeah. see it that's it right makes a huge difference well you know i i i i love my vinyls you know my vinyl collection it's the pride of my house you know it's i'm so proud of it i love my turntable and my old pioneer stereo and and there's just something um very therapeutic it's a, the ritual of of deciding and pulling out an lp and pulling out the sleeve and putting it on on the turntable um yeah it's, it's, i i i love that and it takes me back but it just it, it sounds good too so it's it's uh yeah that that's kind of my hobby actually you mentioned in a, in a previous interview that I saw that, you know, the, you know, Scott Coogan, who performed with you guys on the last tour, didn't play on the album, is no longer with you guys. You guys got a replacement. Right. You know, when you guys think of, you know, that challenge of, you know, replacing members as, as L.A. Guns has over the years, you guys, you know, are in a much better place now with the material and what you guys are doing. Is it is it just the fact that, you know, you guys move forward no matter what the challenges are, no matter what's happening to to keep the, you know, the train on the track and, and not, you know, and play with people that want to play with you guys instead of worrying about pleasing others. If that's the case in this situation, you know, I, I describe it as being fluid. You know, this is a band. L.A. Guns is a band that has been fluid. It has to be fluid. You know, there are bands like Iron Maiden and Def Leppard. They can afford to pay people when they're not working. Um, and, and that, you know, then, then it, then it does become like a family or a club or, or, or a team. Um, we've never had that luxury. You know, it, it, we've been around, we've had highs and lows and we've had money and then we haven't. And, and, and we've never been in a position, um, apart from when we were like signed to Polygram working on the first two records, uh, where we didn't have to think about where money was coming in from. You know, it's, uh, uh, everything's so hand to mouth, uh, with, with, with this band and this business. Uh, they're just, they're just, it's inconceivable to, to, and, and it's, it's hard to, to explain that to people that aren't in the business that have never done a gig in their life, that have never paid a bill, uh, with, you know, from, from the profits of music. And it, uh, it's not an easy thing to do. And, and, um, it's really unfortunate that um, we we lost Scott. Um, it was because he he didn't have access to a studio uh, to record drum parts uh, during the the, the 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 recording during the the remote recording, uh, and and Adam Hamilton does and and did and and has a great recording setup and great drums setup. And it also happens to be a great drummer. And, and has played bass for us, played rhythm guitar for us. And, you know, there, there was, we had no choice. It was, um, 
it, it kind of it, it was a decision that made itself. And, and Adam did a fantastic job. I've no doubt that Scott would have done a fantastic job too. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that down the line, uh, things will, will, will be okay. And, and, and we will play with Scott Coogan again because he's a great guy. He's a great drummer. But I don't blame him for not wanting to tour a record that he didn't play a note on. You know, it just, it, it's, it, he's too good for that. He's got other stuff that he can do. And, and um, I completely respect his res- decision. And it's nothing personal. Uh, he's a good guy. And, and I really enjoyed working with him. But, you know, this, this, this situation, our, our, our reality is, is fluid. And, and, yeah, we have to replace him quickly because we've got shows coming up. And, and um, we don't have time to dwell. So the good news is um, we've got um, Shane, Shane Fitzgibbon, who played on the first two records, on the first reunion records, uh, Missing Peace and The Devil You Know. Uh, he's coming back uh, and is going to do the shows that we, we've got lined up for in and around the album release. Just West Coast, local stuff, uh, a couple of shows in Vegas, and then the, show, the whiskey. So Shane will be... Um, Shane will be playing drums on New Year's Eve. You, know, you mentioned something too about the business and about how things are fluid. And I know, you know, there's been outlets over the years that have tried to make, you know, in, you know, that you know, people coming in and out of LA Guns and LA Guns issue when it actually it's a music business issue. The way things are structured now with streaming services not paying anything, the days of big advances for record labels not being there, bands have to rely on touring. And, you know, if someone, you know, gets a better gig, quote unquote, or, or, you know, or feels like they might get paid more or better, you know, they're going to probably take that gig because As they, they, they rely on that money. As they should. Absolutely. Our records released on uh, November 12th. I imagine by the November 13th, there'll be at least half a dozen places you can bootleg it. Um, it's, it's, it's bleak. It's depressing. Uh, the, the only the substantial part of our income uh, comes from from live shows, uh, and and um, it it that is it it's it's a, it's a tough business, you know, and and it, it it's it's not always pretty, and and um, it's good. I mean, I'm glad th- things are great for us now, and and and. Uh, you know, with the new record and everything, but you know, it hasn't always been that way. And, and, and you're sorry to see people go, but you know, that that's just the way it is because um, that's where the money's at. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. It, it's, it's, you know, that's, I always try to tell people the reason why there's people coming in and out of different bands and no matter who it is, is because, you know, they're, they're chasing the dollar because they have, yeah. to, you know, I mean, you know, just to sum it up, you know, it is the, you cannot afford to pay people when you're not working. The Rolling Stones can, you know, uh, Billy Idol can, and, 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 you know, Elton John can. And consequently, they, they keep the same bands for, for decades. Uh, I, I, I'd love that. Actually, no, come to think of it, I, I wouldn't. I, I'm glad. I enjoy, I enjoy the, the, the change. I enjoy working with new and fresh musicians. Um, I think if, if, we, if we've been stuck with that same lineup, that cocked and loaded lineup, uh, and, and didn't change at all, I think that might have got a bit dull, to be honest. Well, the proof is 
with what you guys have been doing over the last several years. Like I said, the last. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's better. I mean, I think it's an improvement. Uh, It's different. It's a more more mature record. We're not singing about sex gun lover in the heat of the night, but um, it's still got the vibe. It's still punky. It's still got that living right now thing. It's just uh, it's just a bit (laughs) bit more sensible. Yeah, and and of course the live show. I had the pleasure of seeing you guys back in I think it was April of 2019, maybe it was 2018. It's so hard to 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 stamp time these days because everybody's yeah. been but it was such a phenomenal show and the energy was just there from when I saw you guys. God, I think you guys opened up for Def Leppard at the Rosemont Horizon back right. then. Right. Yeah, and, that was a great, uh, was great. show too. I I remember that. Um we got the energy, you know, and and it it's still it's still in our blood, you know, it, it's still, it's still true to us. It's what we, what we signed up for, what we dedicated our lives to, uh, decades ago now. Um, and, and, you know, that is that moment, you know, when we are doing our thing that, that, that makes up for all the bullshit, all the, all the bad stuff, all the hard stuff, all the heartbreak and all, all the disappointments and, and the, uh, frustration that's all out the window those moments that that you're you're doing your thing and you're shining and and you're firing on all cylinders and everyone's on your frequency there's 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 no there's no high like it there really isn't it's hard to describe but it's just such a great feeling and and yeah i it has been hard to figure out time um being in lockdown for two you haven't done a show for two years but uh, yeah, I've I really missed it. I'm looking forward to getting right back to it. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys, Phil. I, I appreciate you doing this. This was a great. Uh, it's great for me to sit down and chat with you and talk with you. My pleasure, thank man. You, it's thank good. you very much. Thank, thank you for your research and appreciate your support. And I'll see you on New Year's Eve. Absolutely, everybody. That's Phil Lewis from LA Guns. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, take care of each other. Thank we'll you. Talk soon. Thank you. Thanks, Jay. The Hook Rocks. Cheers. Bye. There's a part of me that you never know. Push it deep inside. Got nowhere to go. It's like a song It's too quiet It's like a slow Grown right And I'm never, never, never Gonna change So stop asking why I'm Maybe I'm a strike kind of girl. Just-
just like a demon. 